Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. It's good to have you back with us. I tell you what, uh, are you learning anything? <laughs> is your mind being changed? Is your mind being transformed by the Word of God? Are the various things that you thought that you knew and you understood uh, becoming less clear? I mean, the Word does that to me all the time. Uh, there's things I thought that I knew and I understood, but then when you start looking at it, you start reading it, you start studying, you start paying attention, you start saying, Lord, teach me. It's amazing uh, what He will reveal. And He is revealing more and more in His body because of such a time as this, because of the days that we live in. We live in the last days. There's no doubt. Hebrews tells us that, that in these last days, God sent forth his son. Rather than speaking through the prophets, he sent his son. So from the time that Jesus came in corporeal form and, and took on the form of flesh, as Philippians says, that has been the last days. And then there's other portions of Scripture that define even more and more the last days. The fact that Israel is upon the land for the first time in 25 or 2600 years, that happened in the 1940s. That right there is a major thing within a prophetic time clock. And so we live in a special time. We live in the time to where we must know the Word of God. We've been looking at Second Thessalonians chapter 2, dealing with uh, a bigger subject matter of what the Lord was doing in answering some questions the disciples asked in Matthew 24. And if you remember Second Thessalonians, uh, there was some confusion, and Paul wrote back to them, and he says, Hey, let me talk to you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together of Him. And he says, Don't be shaken quickly. Don't be disturbed by a message or anything, a letter from us that the day of the Lord has already come. The day of the Lord had not already come. He said, don't let anybody deceive you. Remember that? And then he told him, the apostasy must first take place. And I believe that apostasy uh, speaks to the, uh, the Jewish people walking away from God. Because if you are a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're truly, truly saved, uh, you can't apostatize in the traditional sense the way we understand it. He keeps us. I think you can sin. I think you can do things to cause harm in the body so much so that he'll even take you home early. I think you can do all that, okay? But I think that's uh, dealing with the, the Jewish people. Now, you know, I'm really open to more insight to that. So, Lord, give me more. He says, but the apostasy must first come, and the man of lawlessness, lawlessness must be revealed. So the last couple of episodes, we've been looking at that man of lawlessness, and we saw that he's the son of destruction, that he opposes, he exalts himself above every so-called God, and that he's going to seat himself at some point in time in the temple and display himself as being God. But something is restraining him right now. Now that restrainer, and it's an interesting thing because that man of lawlessness will be a human, okay? But what empowers him, okay, what empowers the lawless one is Satan himself, and Satan is being restrained by something. Well, he's being restrained by Michael the archangel. I believe you see that over in Daniel 12. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. In other words, the spirit of Antichrist, as John said in 1 John. But the Antichrist himself, that spirit of Satan, Satan himself coming in and dwelling this man of lawlessness is yet to come. The Lord's going to deal with him. The Lord's going to destroy him. But before he destroys him, this man will come in all the power, the signs and false wonders of Satan. He's going to be full of deception. And because of that, of his deception, that people are going to perish. Why? Verse 10, where we let off last time, because they did not receive the love, the truth, so as to be saved. 
Now, the reason I just went through that synopsis of everything is because of what the next verse says. Verse 11, 2 Thessalonians 2 says this, For this reason, for what reason? Because these people had not received the love of truth so as to be saved. Because they were under the deception of wickedness. Because they decided to go that way. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. You see this in several places in Scripture. You see in the Old Testament with different things that happen with different individuals. Uh, probably the primary thing that pops in my mind right now is Romans 1. And in Romans 1, three times God says this, God gave them over. God gave them over. God gave them over. Man decided they wanted to do something. God gave them over to it. It got worse. They wanted to do more. God gave them over to it. And the Lord will do that. He will give you over to that which you're pursuing and that which you're desiring. And so because they refused to receive what the Lord had given them, okay, they've refused to receive the love of the truth. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence. He'll let that deception of wickedness come. He'll let that antichrist come and empower the man of lawlessness. And what will come out of that is that they will believe what is false. Verse 12 says this, In order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness. It's actually a part of the judgment of the Lord. Quite often we think of the judgment of the Lord as something to take place at a distant time. Uh, after we die and after it's all said and done, when Jesus comes again. Well, that's true because you're going to have the Bema seat judgment. You're going to have the great white throne judgment. But we see right here that the Lord judges in this lifetime. And because they refused, he says, okay, he sent a deluded influence over them. And they believed what is false. They would not believe the truth, but they took pleasure in wickedness. God gave them over to their wickedness and said, you want to live that way? You want to do that? Go right ahead. And you say, man, I, I sort of see a lot of that today. Yes, do we not? That's the reason a lot of times when you're dealing with people, uh, you'll never talk them out of their wickedness, okay? You'll never convince them uh, to change a lifestyle. Our roles, our responsibility, what we are called to do is to speak forth the truth of the gospel message, and it is the power of the gospel message, the power of God unto salvation, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, which will transform individuals. As a matter of fact, the next two verses speaks of that. Listen to this, verses 13 and 14. But, <laughs> so in light of everything he just says, he comes back and says, but we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. It was for this he called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Thessalonians were just like you and I. Okay. They were the same way as these people we've seen right here. They were evil. They were in sin. They were unsaved. And yet when the gospel message came, they believed. Uh, I'm going to pick up the next time with these two verses right here. We'll go into a little more detail with them because there's a lot being said right here. But Paul is saying this. You have been transformed. Don't believe the lies of the people who've come in and said that the day of the Lord has already occurred. 
Be careful. Don't buy in to the deception. I have told you what is going to occur. The Lord has revealed it to us. I think that word is for us, folks. For the most part, the body of Christ is deceived about the days that are yet ahead. They simply don't know what the word says. And I'm not talking about little interpretations and nuance about this. I'm talking about things that are cut and dry and obvious. If we simply take the time to read, to study, to let the Spirit of the Lord teach us, to receive from one another as the body of Christ, as we know that iron sharpens iron and the Lord brings forth his revelation through his body in just amazing ways. If we would do that, we'll see what the truth is. And we will be prepared for those days. But I tell you what, most of the church, and I mean uh, uh, well, both the church, the, the, the true church, the ones that are truly saved, and then those especially that aren't saved but count themselves as being religious, most of them will not be prepared and will not be able to stand in the way that the Lord is calling us to stand as the evil increases in the last days. Anyway, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Again, pass the words about these times together, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.